Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Grown Folk Business. My name is Azura. You can call me Zura. You can call me Azura. Just don't call me outside my name. And we'll get along great. Um, I know it's been, you know, a minute since you've heard from me. I am still alive and still here and still thinking about the podcast. Um, but I think now I'm more in a space to give my podcast the attention that it deserves. I think when I started it, I was indeed an adult, but I think I'm now grown, hence the rebrand. Um, I know there isn't a lot of us, but there is a small community in which I do appreciate. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, like I was an adult when I started, but now I think I've become more grown, more refined. I think there's a level of maturity that I've reached um, within myself. And when I always think of grown as a member of a of the black community, a proud member of the black community, you know, in my family growing up, my grandmother comes to mind, actually. It's always been like, you know, you've been an adult since you were 18, but now you're grown. You know, you're a woman now. You're doing for yourself. You're living your own life. You're leading your own life. So I think that as I ascend and I elevate into, you know, essentially my higher self and like my more mature self and my goal-reaching self, I think that my podcast should grow as well. So that is why we are here as Grown Folks Business now. That being said, um, today I would like to discuss the topic um, love versus infatuation and what the difference might be not might be, but are, what the differences are, because I do know I'm a part of, you know, late millennial, early Gen Z. I'm on the cusp. So I see how Gen Z is, you know, doing in the love department. And can I just say, I'm not single, but from what I can see as an outsider looking in, the dating pool is in hell, right? Dating, the conversations surrounding dating, the conversations surrounding partnership. We're asking questions like, how do you feel about going 50-50? What does a woman bring to the table that warrants her worthy of, you know, certain engagement rings or marital bands and rings and things of that nature? And, you know, I just wanted to put my two cents into that conversation. And I also wanted to go a little bit deeper and figure out, you know, the difference between love and infatuation and share that with you guys today. So without further ado, let's get on into this conversation and let's get to the nitty gritty of love versus, you know, infatuation. All right. First, let's get into the definitions of love and infatuation, because a lot of people think that they're one and the same, but actually they're quite different. So the definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection um a great interest or pleasure in something you know it's, it's very intense it's deep right whereas the definition of infatuation it's an intense but short-lived passion or admiration of someone or something so basically what i'm gathering from the two is love is more permanent and it is more intense whereas infatuation tends to have more emphasis on the surface level, you know? Like, it's not very, it's still intense, but it's not a long-lived, grow old together, sitting on our porch, in our home, wrinkly and old, 
still enjoying ourselves as we did when we were in our 20s and young, you know? Um, of course, you know, the two definitions, you can Google them for yourself as, you know, you're listening. Um, love is more lasting. And it's just, infatuation to me, it's just a heightened form of interest. Like, oh, they're interesting. I like them because we have, you know, similar hobbies, but it doesn't go further than that. You feel me? Like, it's not very... I wouldn't even say similar hobbies, honestly. Like, I would say even more so surface level as, oh, I'm attractive, she's attractive, I'm attractive, he's attractive, they're attractive, I'm attractive, I like that. Like, it doesn't go below, you know, what you can see, what the naked eye can see. You haven't looked into their spirit yet. You haven't looked into their soul yet. You know, you guys haven't, you know, have those long park car conversations in the rain. And you might not even care to because you're not in love. If he's fine, baby, he can be fine and you can love looking at him. But don't be like, oh, my God, he's so fine. I'm in love. Baby, you're infatuated with him. There's a difference. And you got to be able to tell when a, a man is infatuated in you or does he really love you? Because a man who loves you and a man who's infatuated with you are going to treat you two different ways. You feel me? And when you have such a short-lived, shallow, you know, interest in somebody, it generally won't last very long because there's nothing else that will drive you to dig deeper. If there's not that drive to dig deeper, then what are we doing? Unless, like, you're looking for something, you know, casual, cute, cool, every once in a while, or no commitment type of thing. But once love enters the picture, it's very different. You feel me? Um, I also feel that love can be very tricky, and so can infatuation. I feel like when it comes to your heart and spirit, infatuation is more emotionally dangerous than love is let me explain because i know that you know there's levels to this right so when you're infatuated with somebody but you don't know that you're just infatuated and then that person actually loves you you then choose to get into a relationship right it's cool it's fine y'all start to argue you know, I truly believe that you don't know somebody unless you've seen them sad, mad, broke, and doing well, right? Because people are going to react differently. You don't really know. You're not, you're not really going to know that person until you've seen all of them, right? When you're infatuated with somebody and you get into a relationship, right, there's going to be parts of them that are unfavorable to you resulting in that relationship either falling off or, you know, being unsuccessful, just toxic, you know, in general. Whereas if you love somebody, right, that's where that willingness to work through something actually lies. When you've seen your person mad, sad, broke, doing well, when you've seen all of that person and you choose to stay and you make that choice of, I I like how you are no matter what you're going through. That's love. And I feel like once you approach relationships like that, I feel like it's way easier to sh to tell who loves you back, right? 
Because once you know what love is, right, it makes it very easy to pinpoint when somebody doesn't love you. At least that's just my thinking. Of course, you know, things are subject to different forms of interpretation and people might have different perspectives. And that's actually cool. That's perfect because we're human. We're individuals. Everybody is not going to think or feel the same. So everything that I'm saying is, of course, based on my opinion. This is solely 100% my opinion. I understand everybody's relationships are different. I understand everybody's experiences are different. I get that. I get that. It's cool. But just let me cook, too. Just like I'm a, I would let you cook if you were in this situation. You feel me? Just touching back, um, I also feel like infatuation, if you cannot identify if you're infatuated or in love with somebody, I do feel like it can become unstable because I'm sure we've all been on TikTok, right, or Twitter or whatever, and you've seen um, a tweet or a TikTok that says, you know, when you love this person and they do that one thing, that one ick that just completely turns you off, like, all the way together. It's usually, like, when there's a dude getting out of a car and his pants are a little low and you see that little cracky crack, crack, crack. Yeah, that's the one that I've seen a lot. But I feel like if something like that completely shuts you down, babe, you were never in love with that man in the first place, and that's okay, right? That's okay, because everybody's entitled to feel how they feel. You know, you can't control your feelings. (laughs) But let's not equate something so little with, oh, I don't love him anymore, I'm going to leave him. That's crazy, because that's not love, you know? And then when we think about things like love I feel like love is not just romantic right love is caring love is courageous love is attentive it could be something as small as babe I had went in the gas station to pump some gas and I saw your favorite snack and I bought it for you I feel like somebody who loves you will do something like that whereas somebody who's infatuated with you would have never known that that was your favorite snack in the first place because they never took the time to study you. Why? Because they don't love you. They like you. You look nice. Sex is good, right? So um, when it comes to infatuation, I just don't... It doesn't really leave any feeling to be felt other than a romantic feeling, whereas love, you feel different things when you're in love. You feel appreciation. You feel gratitude. You feel... Like, when you're with your best friend, right? And I don't know if everybody has had this, but I've been sitting with my best friend many a times. And I'll be sitting there. We'll be, like, talking, laughing, joking, you know, catching up on tea, whatever. And I'll just have this moment, like, wow, like, this is really my best friend. Like, I really love this bitch for real. Like, this is really my best friend. Like, auntie, godmom to my babies, things like that. Like, you know, in the future, if I choose to have children, you know? Like, I really do have those moments, but I don't have those moments with everybody. I ha- I feel like I only have one best friend aside from my sister because that's my lifelong best friend. Like we're locked in for life, but I don't feel that way about everybody. Why? Because that's my best friend and I love my best friend. You feel me? So as we wrap up this portion, I would like to get into some FAQs or some frequently asked questions that I've either seen scrolling this was uh drawn up a long time ago like this was planned so at the time (laughs) i had had you know um like those polls on instagram where you know people ask you questions based on the topic 
all that all that stuff. So if you want to ever be a part of that, here's a little plug for my social media right here. Um, you can go ahead and follow me. My socials are always in the descriptions of all of my episodes at the very bottom. If you're watching on Spotify, you click more and you can read. You know, it's usually at the bottom. That's where I include it. If you ever want to, you know, have your say or put your two cents in, that would be the time to do it. Also, since we're speaking on this subject, I also have introduced a new feature to my podcast where you can send in voice recordings to add your two cents and I can feature you in the website not the website well yes the website but the episode like you can be featured in the episode asking questions putting in your two cents how you feel give your own opinions and commentary so at the end of every podcast you know the link will be displayed and most likely it'll be in the description as well so we could feel like more of a community like a little family like I don't want you to just sit and listen to what I have to say I want to hear what you're gonna say too like let's engage in some dialogue so we could, you know, learn more, see different points of view, different perspectives. I think that's very, you know, healthy. So healthy way to engage. So, yeah. But before I go into a rant, because your girl is a talker, I sure can talk. You know, hence why starting a podcast is probably a good idea. But anyways, let's get into the FAQs that I acquired, you know, through, through social media, through polls, etc. The first one was, should I guard my heart when I'm in love with someone who is mutually in love with me? I think that you should be guarding your heart no matter what you're doing because you never, ever truly know someone else's intentions. If you really think about it as humans, we have the power to evade any type of predictability if you want to right for example you know on social media you're watching your favorite vlogger your favorite you know influencer you only see the parts of their life that they allow you to see regular day-to-day human interaction is very much like that too like a person can be one way in front of people and then another way when they're behind closed doors They could be against something and then secretly deep down agree with it. In politics, in religion, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. Honestly, you really don't know who you're dealing with 100%. People could know someone for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years and not think that they are capable of doing X, Y, Z, fill in the blank here. So I think no matter what, especially if it's new and especially if you are new to dating and new to relationships i think you should always discern yourself and the situation i feel like you should always guard your heart i feel like that is something you should always do no matter who you're dealing with whether that's a lover whether that's a family member it could be a cousin it could be a friend right you can be meeting new people you should always use your discernment because at the end of the day i do believe that your intuition and your body will tell you when somebody's not for you because me personally i've been around people where I would physically either get sick, get a migraine. I'm very migraine prone. I would get a migraine. I would feel sick to my stomach. My appetite, like I'll say I'm going out to dinner with someone, like one of my friends, and they bring a friend and their vibe is off. Although I went with the intention to eat, my appetite will drop. 
it's just you have to use that within you, especially, you know, I can only speak from a woman's perspective. I can't really speak from a male's perspective. I'm not a man. But as a woman, women are naturally intuitive beings. So, baby, use your intuition because your intuition will tell you what's key. The second question, I have seven, by the way. So this might be a little shorter version of the podcast. You know, sometimes my my times vary. But this is number two. And it says, if I start to find myself infatuated with the idea of being with someone, what should I do? Me personally, babe, I would write about it and I would pray about it. Whenever I'm not sure about something, not usually romantic because I'm in a a long-term relationship and I have been for almost five years now. So I don't really deal with this on a romantic level. But whether it's platonic with my friends, whether it's familial, if I'm not quite sure about something or someone, I either say it out loud and talk out loud to myself or I'll write it down and read what I wrote out loud and then I'll pray about it. If you don't do any of the other two, just pray on it because God will give you the clarity that you need. Pray for clarity. Pray for your heart. Pray for genuineness around you. The whenever Every single time I say the prayer, God, whoever is not for me, please remove them from around me. Shit hits the fan. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say, right? So going into the third one, it says, do I have to love myself before someone else will genuinely love me? And I've seen so many perspectives of this question that's why i'm so happy that it was asked um i've seen you know two sides of this question oh telling somebody that they have to love themselves before somebody loves them is you know harmful because you're instilling in people that people will only love them if they love themselves and what if people struggle with confidence etc cetera, etc cetera. and i've also seen if you love yourself you know what to expect from somebody else when it comes to loving you and you know how you need to be loved and what you require and I tend to learn to lean towards that one I'm just going to go into a little bit of my background um we will t- touch on it later on in the in the episode but I, I I deem it necessary now um before my current relationship which is the healthiest relationship I've ever been in I was in a very tumultuous very toxic very low vibrational not to bod with that term because i know the internet has ran with low vibrational but i it was in a very you know bad relationship and i didn't love myself and the difference between that relationship how i was in that relationship and how i was before entering my new one and during my new one new like i haven't been with this man for almost five years but i digress <laughs> um two things i've noticed is in the first one I didn't love myself the way I should have. And then after that relationship, I realized that. And because I found that love within myself and because I did the work that needed to be done, I now knew and entered into re- to a new relationship, the one I am in now, with expectations, with higher standards, and not accepting anything less than what I deserve. And I think that, that journey I went on of self-love and 
yeah, just self-love. Like, I can't even explain it anything more because I literally just learned how to love myself. I was heavy in my word. I was heavy in journaling. Shadow work was very essential in that journey. Loving all parts of myself was very essential in that journey. So when, you know, that journey, I don't think that journey ever came to an end because sometimes I still do struggle with, you know, that heightened sense of self-love. But I can honestly say that because I went into a new relationship with a new headspace, a new mindset, and higher standards, and showing that I know that I deserve to be treated a certain way, once you have that confidence and you have that, I know how I deserve to be treated, now let's see if you can match it. Once you have that mindset, it changes everything. It flips, it flips the switch for real, right? So I think the answer to that question in my opinion, again, opinion, please don't grill me over my opinion. We all have one. So if it differs, it's okay. In my opinion, yes, you have to love yourself to a certain degree in order to receive adequate love from somebody else. You have to. The next question is, if I've never been in love before, how can I trust that another person really loves me? And the only answer I have, and it will not even be long-winded because it's such a simple answer, when you know you know when you know again i'm a woman so i'm gonna speak from a woman's perspective when you know a man loves you there's nothing that man won't do for you if he wants to he will and if he loves you he will if there's a problem he's gonna figure it out and that's just how it is and i'm speaking from experience right now like there has not been a problem that i have brought to my man that he has not been able to rectify. There has never been a situation where I had to pull us out. For what? I'll go to my man and we figure it out together and he leads us through that. But again, that is how my relationship runs. I'm not going to tell you what a perfect relationship looks like. That is just my experience. And I can only answer the question based on my experience. You feel me? Question number five is, if I'm newly celibate in my relationship and my man isn't responding to it well, what should I do? Leave. Leave, babe. Leave. Dip. Because that is something personal that you decided to do. And a man who truly loves you will respect you at the end of the day. If that is what you choose to do with the body that you have been given, your temple that God gave you, who is he to not respect that? Who is he to tell you, no, I'm not. I'm not going along with that. Well, it's not your body. And if that doesn't align with you anymore as my man, you are free to go. And if you can't accept that, you can't expect me to stay either. Because at the end of the day, you still have to choose you and you are still an individual, period. Question number six, can infatuation turn into love? And then vice versa, can love turn into infatuation? I personally feel that love cannot turn into infatuation because if the love was genuine in the first place, love doesn't die, right? I always say, very morbid of me to say, but love doesn't die, people do, right? So love doesn't go anywhere. Whereas infatuation, like we talked about previously, is very temporary. It could be over at the drop of a hat. Do I think that infatuation can turn into love? Yes and no. I think it can for the simple fact that if you are infatuated with somebody and you like somebody, that means you like being around them, right? So the more you spend, the more time you spend with somebody, 
the more you get to know them. The more you get to know, the more layers that are uncovered, the more you see. And at that point, you decide whether you like what you see or you don't like what you see. And that will lead you to proceed in whichever way that you deem fit. So I think it's very, I don't want to say, I, I perfect. It's, it's a case-by-case basis. It's a case by case. You can't really, it's not a one size fits all, I don't think, because humans are not one size fits all. Human nature is very sporadic. Like, you can't really, <laughs> you can't really, like, have a cookie cutter version of what might happen. It's just, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Either enjoy the ride or, you know, switch the mindset up. And lastly, the last question, number seven. I love certain things about a person, but I don't know if I love the person. How does that work? Quite frankly, that sounds like infatuation. If you love certain things about somebody, but don't know if you love that person, that sounds like infatuation to me. It doesn't even sound like um, you love them because at the end of the day, I could say because I like certain things about my best friend. Of course, I love my best friend. But I'm not going to date my best friend. I love my best friend platonically. I can only put this in friendship sense because I'm in a relationship. But I have been with certain like dudes before the man I'm with now. Like there's a little gap between my ex and then like people that I was talking to. And then boom, God dropped my man in my lap. So after my ex, like, yes, they were qualities in said man that I liked and even loved like you could be a great conversationalist right I could love the fact that you are a great conversationalist but you like to put your hands on people that's a problem beloved no I don't love you or I could love the fact that whenever we go on a date you pay for everything right all I have to do is sit there and look cute I could love that but you could be a bigoted piece of shit See, now there's a problem. Now I don't love everything about you. And now, not only do I not love everything about you, now it's a deal breaker. And now I can't be with you. Now we won't even have another date, right? Let's see. What else? I could love the fact that I could love the bond a man has with his mother, but hate how he treats the other women in his life that aren't his mother. That's a problem, right? So I feel like it's very subjective. Um, but my answer to this question is no. I don't think that that's possible. To love somebody if, or love things about the person. You know? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't think it's possible to love certain things about a person and equate that to loving a person. I think that's infatuation. Now, I understand now that, you know, we're transitioning away from the FAQs and more into the tail end of this episode. We've talked a lot about how negative, in a way, infatuation can be. However, um, I would also like to speak on how love can't always, isn't always, you know, a beautiful thing. It can be a beautiful thing. And a beautiful feeling, but love can also blind men, women, and everyone in between to red flags and cause both parties to act out of toxicity rather than act on understanding. 
the phrase love is blind didn't come from nowhere. It didn't just come from a poof in the sky. Like, it's true. Because I do feel like you can love a person but not know how to love that person. That person could come from, you know, a background where they didn't see, they didn't have a good, you know, view and understanding of how to love somebody because they could grow up with, you know, in a, in a, a tumultuous household. They could grow up, you know, in a split household because people se- seem to think that just because the household is together, that the family is together, if you catch my drift. Growing up in a toxic household, as someone who was a part of, you know, that issue, I can guarantee you that just because somebody has two two parents in their household, that it was a, a perfect, you know, rainbow, sunshine, peaches, unicorns, pooping out Hershey's Kisses. Like, it was not all, you know, peaches and cream. It just wasn't. And sometimes it is better for the parents to split and for the lo- child to be loved on by both parents. But that's a whole other episode and I'm not going to spoil it by over talking right now so um like I said you know love can lead you blind leave you blind to you know red flags and if you don't know how to love somebody you might not have the tools to have the qualities or productively use the qualities like understanding compromise um you know how you speak to people if you never knew or if you grew up in an environment where you did not know, like, how to speak to people respectfully, you never saw how to do that. Uh, communication in general, if you grew up in a household where the communication was always terrible and people were always beefing because of it. Um, in the schools, like, just going to, you know, somebody who went to public school. It's not like, you know, teachers are really good at communication and things like that, so you don't really get it from the schools either. So if you weren't given certain tools in your childhood and you didn't see good examples of said tools in your childhood, love sometimes is not enough for a successful relationship. It's just not. And of course, like, I'm not a professional, but I do believe in common sense. And a lot of these these things, like, are very based on common sense. Like, if you know your man grew up in a household where there was always fighting, Give that man a little bit of grace which with how he conducts himself in arguments, you know, instead of being like, you know, instead of yelling back, right? Say he raises your voice or raises his voice and you yell back. Well, that's not going to help anything, right? But if you kind of, you with the emotional intelligence be like, hey, look, we can go through and get through this argument or this disagreement without raising our voice at each other, you know? Once you set the tone to healthy communication, then maybe that man would be like, damn, she might be right. Let me try that out. Now, if you're repeating yourself and you're like, don't yell at me, don't yell at me, don't yell at me, and the man is still yelling at you, kick the man to the curb and move the fuck on, okay? And vice versa. Something that, you know, I've dealt with personally is, you know, I've been the person to raise my voice. And my man had to be like, look, we can get through this conversation without yelling. I understand that you're upset, but don't yell at me. And that has been something that I have constantly worked on to the point where now, not only have our arguments been less and less, mind you, we barely fight as it is. So less and less arguments altogether. Now that causes me as the individual with the problem to think like, damn, okay, so this didn't work. 
So what can I do and how can I act in order to fix the problem? Because a lot of the time, it's not about me versus you. That should never be how y'all approach a problem, right? And I actually learned this from my man. It shouldn't be you versus them. It should be y'all as a unit versus whatever problem there is. And y'all tackle that problem together. That's how it should be. And I feel like it's a lot of growing on both ends. When you're in a relationship, especially a long-term one, not only do you grow as an individual, y'all grow as a couple. So y'all can learn from each other. Like pride has to go out the door. It really does. Like pride has to go out the door because you have to be willing to learn. You have to be willing to do what needs to be done for the sake of y'all, for the sake of the us in the relationship and not for the sake of just you. You feel me? So when it comes to, you know, love, love can be very toxic too if you don't know how to love the right way and you don't know how to love your person the right way because everybody has a love language too, right? Like for me, like love, my love languages include words of affirmation, words of reassurance, you know, um, quality time. I love quality time. Even if we just go to a view and get out just to get out the house and go get a pizza and just go watch the sun go down. Or if we go to the park, like things like that, like I don't need you to be busting out a thousand dollars every single date we go on. No, you can take, we can go, we can make food at home, go to the park and have a great time. You know, like it doesn't have to be all, all extravagant every single time, but don't get it twisted, baby. I love me a nice sit down restaurant date. I love me an, a nice, you know, restaurant, a nice hotel. Like I love that shit too but does it have to be done every single time no i don't think it does not for me because that's not what my love language includes the man i'm with i had to learn his love languages in order to love him the right way just like he had to learn mine it's give and take it's not give 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 and the other person take 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 it's very much balanced and i think that's where everybody gets misconstrued like everybody's talking about oh paying bills 50 50 and all that bullshit when it should really be you know, emotionally, is it 50-50? Are you giving more than you're receiving back? Not to say that everything has to be transactional, but everybody loves a little bit of reciprocation every once in a while. Like, come on, you know? This is the portion where I wanted to touch on, you know, my last relationship. And, you know, not compare the two because, in my opinion, there's no comparison because of the person that I'm with now could never, the person that I was with could never compare to the person I am now. And that's no shade. That's just 100% facts, Right. It was a situation where I was always the one compromising, you know, always the one, you know, taking or making the sacrifices. You know, if we would fight, we would argue, they'd leave, I'd move on, they didn't like that, so we back in. And that cycle continued for like two and a half, not two and a half, maybe two and a quarter years. Um, never again, okay, healthy compromise is okay, but... If I'm the only one learning your love languages and doing what needs to be done in order to make sure you're comfortable in love and you're not doing the same for me, and it, in fact, you're doing the opposite, I'm, I'm telling you things that I require and you're telling me it's too much, that becomes a problem. Because why am I bending over backwards to make sure you're comfortable and you feel like you're loved when half the time I don't even feel like you like me, let alone love? Fuck love for a second. Like. It's insane to me, right? healthy compromise that's okay but once you're not allowed to be yourself yeah it's curtains babe once that individuality is gone once that 
revolving around that person and everything you say, do, eat, sleep, drink, cry, poop that person, and it's never about you, it's curtains, babe, and that's okay. But that is all for this episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. Um, I have now 10 consistent viewers. I appreciate those 10. I love y'all so much. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for listening along. Thank you for, you know, following me and allowing me to just express myself in this way. I really appreciate it. I would really appreciate it if you guys, you know, left some, you know, two cents, asked some questions, gave your opinion and your commentary. I would love to hear what you guys have to say as well. Um, I truly appreciate feeling free enough to do this and having the space to do this. And I really will never take it for granted. Uh, feel free to DM me on all, on all social pl- media platforms with content ideas, what you want to hear from me, what you want to see from me, questions, comments, concerns, anything you need. Okay. I love you. Bye.